0: the moment i heard the word bodhisattva it was as if my entire existence and purpose were put into words that i could never find What better way to spend your life than seeking your own purest form and highest form of consciousness and moving toward your enlightenment by helping those around you become enlightened and help them on their journey to seek highest consciousness. It made so much sense. This is what I've wanted to do my entire life. Help people wake up to the truth of what is happening around them without their judgment or they're blocking the information that's coming to them by their judgment. And my whole life I wanted to do this. I mean, as a kid, I thought I was woke as, and it was only as I got older that I realized um, how much that wasn't true and how asleep I was in in my life and for seven years now I've been working toward cleansing myself of my blocks. You know, those blocks where you're going, 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 going. You're loving life and one thing happens and then you spend the next three days waking up late and not really having energy or getting sick or uh, something's presented to you and you automatically become offended <laughs> offended by it or upset by it or don't want to accept it you know there's a lot of there's a lot of sabotage that happens in the brain the brain wants to keep us safe So something that I really love looking into is neuro-linguistic programming. And neuro-linguistic programming basically is how to keep us safe. Our brain creates these, it either creates or picks up from other people's habits. and mechanisms, defense mechanisms, to make us feel better. You know, uh, ever talk to a friend and all of a sudden you start using their same language, you start talking like them, you start picking up their mannerisms so deeply that many times you carry it into other conversations and uh, other uh other situations, you know, it becomes a part of you. That's neuro linguistic programming. Or your parents were scared of spiders. So it scared you so much as a kid, you developed that also. And it wasn't until I started looking into my own life, detached from my country, essentially, as I moved to Mexico for three years, I stayed there. And only with that was I able to completely separate and dive into another culture and really get to, again, decide who I wanted to be and what I believed and what was true or not. And it unraveled me, completely unraveled me. It was not a fun experience. It was not an easy experience, but it was the grandest blessing I've ever had in my entire life. And being able to unravel and just be not having to be anything is really uh, a treasure a treasure being able to be in that space so what i have learned is that nothing's certain uh we don't have to live inside the box or any shape for that matter even our language to evoke creativity is boring and it's one shape a box you know we're so so programmed um to follow and to take in information, to figure out, is it safe? What's happening to me? Why is it happening to me? Is it okay that it's happening to me? What do I do with this information? How am I supposed to react? How? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? So for me as an artist and uh, I made a series Now I'm working on um, coming out is hard to do. Coming out as anything is hard to do. You know, coming out in your religion and in your faith is hard to do. Coming out as an artist is extremely hard to do. Um, You know, obviously using that term coming out as we all know it. uh, You know, coming out in, in... as a part of the lgbt community lgbtq community and you know really thinking about that uh i i support everyone in their battles you know there are a lot of groups battling right now and fighting for their social rights, which I think is such a beautiful thing now to live in a, a world where so many people are coming together and, and working together to help enlighten people and say, hey, I'm here. I exist. This is a real thing. This is how I live and how I want to live. And And you don't have to be a part of it. We just have to get along. And accept each other. Maybe you don't understand it, but you can respect it, or you can expect, respect that it exists, right? Um, and this isn't really open a lot of minds, too. This is a beautiful thing. And for everyone, coming out is hard to do. Showing up as yourself and And facing what it brings up in other people and what that means to other people is a lifelong challenge. So what can we do in those moments? We could take a breath. The interesting thing is that when we practice on taking those breaths and connecting our mind to those breaths, we are able to, in one second, calm our story spinning out about what's happening and really just taking the information for what it is. And the more we practice this, it doesn't really, the practice and the moment don't happen one in the same. Although yes, once you do start showing up in a mindful way, it is one in the same because you know, you're going to see different levels and you're going to see deeper levels. And at first, maybe it's just saying, uh, no, I can't do that extra shift or, you know, setting boundaries at work. That's just the first level of it. You know, there you have countless situations and relationships and uh, moments where you have to show up in your life. So this will start unraveling and and there are levels, you know. And once you start really looking At these parts of your life and really analyzing or not analyzing and just accepting, um, more things are going to show up. So, the first practice I would like to dive into with everyone is uh, a sound map sometimes it's called and i've been using this technique it's the first technique i've used seven years ago sorry the second technique i've used seven years ago and uh pretty powerful so let's begin if you want to join me So, find a comfortable seated position, or you can take this time to lie down while I talk, uh, get settled as relaxed as you can be, that there's no tension in your body, you're not holding up your body, or you can hold up your body if you want. Sometimes if you're too relaxed, (laughs) you fall asleep. Um, So let's do this quick, we'll close our eyes, Taking a deep breath. Feeling how your weight is distributed, how you're sitting, how you're breathing. If you're not breathing comfortably, open the chest, meaning straighten out your spine, lean back in your chair, I don't know, open, open up that torso and breathe into your belly. You can go ahead and close your eyes if they're not closed already. And I want you to just listen to the sounds around you. If you have headphones in, you're able to take out one headphone, go ahead. So first, we're gonna start with my voice. I want you to imagine my voice as an object. And I want you to place that object with where it is in your surrounding environment. So where's that sound coming from? And I want you to imagine it even with your eyes closed. How far away is that sound? What direction is that sound in? And then I want you to go to one step further and we I'm gonna stop talking for a couple of minutes. And I want you to listen to other sounds. Maybe it sounds that I'm hearing right now. Uh, I don't know if you can hear them, but there are birds, there are cars, there are machinery noises, um, and see if you can hear that. now you can go ahead and listen to what's happening on your side of the speaker. What sounds are happening around you? Where are they in relation to your body? Are they close? Are they inside the same room? Are they inside the same house or building? Are they outside your house or building? Go ahead and take another big, deep breath. This practice helps us work on our proprioception, which is uh, a really and it's really important to tap into it. But it's really um, really effective. It's a really effective sense to tap into. Your proprioception is one of your senses. We have 22 senses depending on how you define senses and to me that's what makes up our sixth sense is just all those other senses that we forget we have like magnetism, proprioception. Proprioception means that you can close your eyes and I know where my hand is. You know, I don't know. Uh, you can work on this with closing our eyes and trying to touch your finger to your toe with your eyes closed, you know, uh, or another body part and working on our where we are in the world and where things are around us. So our body automatically receives this information. You automatically know where things are around you on some level on a cellular level, even though we're not mindful of it. We're not conscious of it. We're not consciously thinking always where we are or what sounds are happening around us. Um, We're not even really conscious of all our seven senses at the same time always. So once we start tapping into these other senses and these other subtleties, things start to open up and things will start to open up. It's a long practice. You know, it it seems like a thankless job in the beginning because it's things that we've deemed unnecessary and unimportant. And that's why we're not mindful of them anymore because we're doing other things. Um, and using senses in other ways, on the daily that that we think are more important you know which I'm not saying they're not important everybody has their own importance however if we feel imbalanced and stressed and unhappy then we need to tap back into those senses and that ability to, very simply, on a very cellular level, take in the information that's coming from it, uh, to us from our environment. So, yeah, that's a little bit about what I do. Um, artifacts was created in in the thinking of art in action. You know uh art is art if it creates something in you if it moves you you know you you see a painting or a movie think or even a commercial ad you know let's let's say you see a video clip and it makes you cry it brings you to tears well you're not actually that thing is not actually happening to you so what's happening is an exchange of energy When you exchange emotions, you tell a story, you show something and someone can read or see that 20 years later and cry. They're not going through that moment. What they're experiencing is the energy of that moment and how that was translated and transmitted to them. And that's how I think of energy. When we talk about energy work and um, spirit and your auric field and all of these really wonderful things, um, it's not so much hippy dippy nonsense. It's really there and, and it's very simple and tangible for everyone. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to my first podcast. (laughs) It's exciting. And thank you, Rachel, for, for sharing it with me a long time ago and encouraging me again to enjoy this really cool modality. And... Yeah, let's see what, what happens with this. I am really grateful for you all. Thanks for listening. If you listen to me babble for these complete 20-something minutes, we're going on 22 minutes. Um, my goal is to bring art to everyone and share... My, my ideas for living outside the box, or should I say shape, living outside the shapes of our minds. <laughs> so yeah, oh, another interesting fact, I'll leave you guys with this, um, your brain can see a chaotic let's say fractals, you know, look up fractals, um, or those paintings, those images when you're, I remember when I was younger, that's like, it looks like a bunch of lines, but if you really look at it, then something like pops out. An image of something pops out of this, what seems to be just chaotic, random grouping of lines and shapes and colors. Um, Not random, it's there's a pattern. Sorry, I digress. (laughs) So in order for your mind to recognize a pattern, it has to cancel out all the other information around that pattern that actually exists. That's how your brain is able to find a shape in a pattern, within a pattern. Um, So the more we use this mechanism of putting everything in boxes and figuring out what it means or what it doesn't mean or if you're safe or not, you're actually canceling out an incredible amount of information around that idea that you've now solidified into a belief. So you limit yourself very much so. And once you start practicing mindfulness and you start seeing that other paths exist to the ones that you've deemed safe, um, and that they are very real and very possible. It doesn't mean that you have to love and choose them, but they are real and they are possible. And so it becomes a different choice it becomes a choice of oh wow I see that and I'm going to choose this still you know I see that you can travel the world and you can live on a bus and you can change your health by the way you eat and how your stress level is and how you take care of yourself and And I, I choose differently or I choose to not live in a bus and travel the world. Um, it becomes a very different choice. It becomes a very, very different choice. It's a very different choice when you're choosing out of ignorance that other things exist or when you're choosing out of. Seeing all the possibilities and knowing that this possibility is the one is the one that you desire, not the one that feels safest. And what a great time to live in that we can do that. We can start living outside that box because people are really cracking it open and supporting it. So that's all I've got. My name's. Jess again and I really look forward to I don't know, having fun little having fun little moments together with you and I'll be sure to share as many practices and as many tools as I have. So that I can help you on your journey to mindfulness and your journey to a yummy, fun, exciting life. And in turn, that's going to help me on my journey to a yummy, fun, and exciting life. (laughs) Have a beautiful day, everyone.